All right, guys, and welcome to a Just a Guy Talking Football podcast with PJ Janky. I am Just a Guy. We're going to run it back from the Monday night game, and we're going to go over our post week six power rankings to see where everybody ended up. So let's get into that game from Monday night. Dallas visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. Dallas ended up holding on to this game 20 to 17. One thing that I noticed, guys, in this one, that these teams are pretty evenly matched. They both had some pretty decent defenses. They both have some uh, offensives that are capable of some explosive plays. But And the other thing that they're pretty evenly matched on is sometimes some poor decision-making. But at the end of the day, Dallas ended up ha- holding on for the victory because the Chargers just keep doing Chargers things. Um, like I said, Dallas, CeeDee Lamb had a great game, seven tar- receptions on seven targets for 117 yards. Jack Prescott played mistake-free football again, 272 yards in the air, and a touchdown, 40 yards on the ground. A lot of good scrambling by him and a touchdown on that one. The one thing I did see in this game that I think that they got to kind of lean towards a little bit too is Brandon Cooks getting more involved. He definitely has something left in the tank, and you can tell. he. They're trying to target him a little bit. They're trying to get him in the, you know, they did a couple, I think, a, one or two jet sweeps with him. I'm telling you this, Mike McCarthy, if you listen to the show, which I'm sure you do, I'm sure you're a big fan, I appreciate it, is get Brandon Cooks more involved. You just have to. I think he's got some left in the tank. I think it's going to free up your offense a little bit more. The one thing that I was kind of shocked about was Dallas is a really good running team, and they could not establish that against his Chargers uh, defensive line. I mean, Pollard had no place to go. Now let's go to the other side of things, guys. Let's go to the Chargers. And like I said, Chargers being the Chargers. And a lot of this, I think, has to do with the coach. And I'm sorry, Brandon Staley, because I know you're a big fan of this show, and I appreciate you listening as well. But... It just is the decision making. And one 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 clear example, guys. Fourth and one. It's late in the third quarter, I think. They're on the Dallas seven. All they need is a yard. And they get a fresh set of four downs. And you're in the red zone already. Get get the yard. Get a fresh set of four downs. Call it good. Now, right after that, they hike the ball. They fake a run to Eckler rather than just running it. And they tried to throw to uh, Palmer in the end zone. And it wasn't a good throw. And it was kind of behind him. And he dropped it. And then, of course, they gave it up on downs. And Dallas proceeded to march down the field, like, right away. And go from there. I mean, sometimes I get it that you're too close to the forest. You can't see the trees. But when all you need is a yard, just get the yard. Don't overthink this. Get the yard, get a fresh set of downs, and then go from there. I get it that you're going for it on fourth down because that's what you're, you know, all of this analytical talk is going, is go for it on fourth. Okay, if you're going to go for it on fourth, do the smart play. Get the first down. Then go for the end zone three times. I don't blame you for trying to score. I don't blame you for trying to get going. But get the first down. You're like inches away. I mean, inches. Eckler could have got that. I mean, he was getting about one yard per run anyway, so it's not like he wasn't averaging more than that. I mean, because Dallas defense really knocked out that running back too. But he could get that yard. 
And I think your offensive line is playing good enough to get that yard. But I don't know if they trust that run game so much. And I don't know if that's a Kellen Moore thing. I don't know if it's a Brandon Staley thing. Needless to say, Chargers will be Chargers. And I think you're going to see that this is inhibiting the Justin Herbert becoming the next step up in quarterback. Yes, he's a good quarterback. There's been a lot of talk over the last couple days about it, especially amongst all the national shows. It, does he have it when it counts? And and no, he. I mean, he hasn't shown it yet. No, he hasn't. He hasn't shown a fourth quarter comeback. There's been a lot of collapses. Um, there's a lot of stats that point the other way. But a lot of that, I think, is because of the decision-making by the coach, too. He's not being put into good situations, ever. So, needless to say, I think you're going to see this uh, from the Chargers moving forward. And I don't, you know, I kind of, I hope it's not an organization thing. I think if you get a different coach in there that can kind of point Justin Herbert in the right direction, maybe it would be good. They've got loads of talent on that team. It's just kind of crazy to me. But Chargers will be the Chargers is all I can say about that. Okay, so what do we do for on the week guys so money line i was an outstanding 10 for 5 against the spread i i don't listen to me against the spread guys i don't even listen to me against the spread i never pick the spread when i'm betting so um five nine and a push so five nine and one and then the over under keep listening to me guys i've been very consistent with that as well i'm nine and six so year to date money line i'm 56 and 37 against the spread i'm a abysmal 37 53 and 3 and then over under i'm still pretty good at 52 and 41 all right let's break into it let's get into the post week six power rankings this is how i see it guys we're going to start at the bottom there's not really any shockers here i pretty much left the bottom five teams where they were they i can't really find any reason to move them up or move them down so uh panthers are at the number 32 spot of course they're winless they showed a little life early on in the Miami game, but uh, proceeded to give up basically about 35 point unanswered points, I think. So there you go, Panthers. Uh, still winless in that one. Okay, next up is the Giants. Now, I can at number 31, I can see the Giants moving up this list, and that is a, purely because Tyrod Taylor... Yes, he had some bad moments in that game, but he brought some life to that Giants offense. And with Saquon being, coming back, that brought some life to that Giants offense. I think you got to see what we can do with Tyrod here. I don't think that they're going to be rushing Daniel Jones back in here in any means. And he definitely was throwing around the football. And you actually saw some life from that receiving squad on the Giants. So they keep a watch out on these Giants. They might uh they got a game against a divisional foe uh this week in the Commanders and they might be climbing up this list a little bit if they if they manage out a victory. So number 30 guys is the New England Patriots. I hate to say that the only thing that really I could see from the game was two long sustained drives on the second half. But that's really all I could say for the Patriots. They had two long, sustained drives as an offense on the second half. Uh, I'll minus that, guys. They've got too many injuries on defense. They just, I don't know what's going to happen there. There's been a lot of Belichick talk lately. 
I can't see them removing him during the middle of the season, but it definitely looks like this could be a farewell song for him this year if it doesn't improve, and I don't necessarily see them improving. All right, next up on 29, we have the Chicago Bears. Really, I, I mean, they could be 30th. They could be 31st. I, I don't know what these Bears are doing. Their defense, though, had a very, very pleasing game against those Vikings. Um... And they ended up losing still. But, you know, it looks like it's starting to make some strides in the right direction. It looks like some of those pieces that they got in free agency and in the draft are starting to play together. Because that was my main concern about them in the preseason was they hadn't ever played together. This defense is a, you know, put together group. And they need time to figure out how everybody's going to move and play and stuff like that. And they're finally, you see it, okay, they've been playing together for six weeks. They're starting to play a little bit better. Shocking. So, needless to say, Bears, number 29. Uh, Fields looks like he's out for this week. It's going to be the Tyson Badgett show. Uh, they say they don't have to change that much for him being in a quarterback. I mean, we're talking about a Division two quarterback. I can't imagine too much. But it looks like the Raiders, who they play this week, is going to be without their quarterback, too. So, it could be a real barn burner. Bears versus Raiders this week. All right, next up is uh, 28 is the Denver Broncos. Now, according to one of my uh, good Bronco buddies, uh, they had no business winning against the Bears, and they should be 0-6. I can't fault his logic. Um, It was a crazy game that they won against the Bears. I think that this team is pushing the reset button hard. I mentioned that a little bit the other day. I think Sean Payton's kind of seeing what he had on this team, and now I think he's realizing that there's not much, and it looks like guys are wanting to get the heck out. And I don't blame him. If I were them, I'd be looking to trade Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, whoever I can, give some of these young guys a shot, because I don't think that a Judy or a Sutton might be on this team anyways next year anyways. So if you're going to get something for him now, and you know somebody's desperate in a playoff push, Take what you can get now. And that might even go for a couple guys on the defensive side too. But the Broncos, uh, they you know, they beat the Bears. So that's why they're ahead of the Bears. But I can't necessarily give you too much logic why they're ahead of the other teams other than their offense generally looks okay. But Wilson did not look that great against the Chiefs this last game. All right, number 27. We've got the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know what? They couldn't punch it in the end zone this last game. They played a tight first half against the Los Angeles Rams and then just kind of gave it away. Maybe people are starting to kind of get the tape out on Dobbs and this uh, on his team and figuring out what's going on. Now, the main thing is they're running the football good, and that's even without James Conner being in there. So I think that, you know, they got to just keep playing their game that they play, rush the football, limit the Dobbs kind of throwing um, opportunities slash mistakes, if you will, and let your defense do what it can. But we'll see what happens. Like I said, Cardinals are a nice surprise this year for being up at 27 because I definitely thought they'd be at the bottom of the barrel. All right, number 26, we have the Minnesota Vikings. Now, they held on to win- beat the lowly Chicago Bears that are lower on this list. And they've got their hands full coming up this week. They got San Francisco rolling in on a primetime game on Monday. San Francisco just lost against the Cleveland Browns. So they're going to be a little perturbed, if you will. And not to mention, I think, you know, 
they, I know that the San Francisco 49ers aren't necessarily that healthy. We're concerned about McCaffrey. We're concerned about Debo, Trent Williams at a boot. But the Vikings have their hands full. Uh, and yes, the Vikings defense played pretty good against Justin Fields and the Bears. But that's Justin Fields and the Bears. You have a whole nother animal coming in this week with Kyle Shanahan and that offense. And also being a little, like I said, perturbed. And probably were looking to put up some points. So get ready, Minnesota, because if you want to track me, they're going to be ready for you. All right, number 25 on this list is the Las Vegas Raiders. Won another game, beat the lowly Patriots, but the main thing is they're putting them in the win column. Uh, Devontae Adams missing kind of an action. I know he took a tough hit the other day, so I failed to mention that on the Monday run it back. But now they're going to probably be without Jimmy G., uh, is that Aiden O'Connell? Is that Brian Hoyer? I don't know. Um, we're going to have to see. These Raiders aren't convincing me too much yet. But you know what? The defense isn't horrible. Let's see what they could do. I mean, they're playing the Bears, so they definitely have a good shot to make it three in a row here. All right, moving right along. We got number 24. This is the Tennessee Titans. I, I, it, I've been saying it on this pod, guys. And, you know, due to injury, it kind of happened. We saw Ryan Tannehill go out, and we saw Malik Willis in. And I'm not saying Malik Willis was the savior, and I'm not saying he will be the savior, and I'm not even saying Will Levis will be either. But I think this team needs some spark on offense, and I think that one of those younger guys is going to give it to you better than Tannehill. I don't know the update on Tannehill. I'll probably give it tomorrow in my in my Thursday uh, preview but for right now, these Tennessee Titans, they need something to rally around. And they don't necessarily have it. And and these games are becoming lopsided too often. I mean, I know that they didn't lose by too much against uh, the Ravens this last week by score-wise. But I, I felt like the score looked closer than the game actually was. All right, guys. Next up, we have the Washington Commanders. Now, I'm sure some people were like, hey, why aren't they hiring this list? They're winning some games. Yeah, yeah, they are. They we'll we'll have to see. I'm I'm still not sold on them all the way. They cannot keep Sam Howell upright, and you know that's not doing anybody any favors. So, and that's going to cost them sooner or later. But we'll see. Commanders, you're 23 on this list. The defense definitely isn't too too bad. Okay, number 22, we've got the Houston Texans. They're climbing this list, and I could see them climbing it a little bit more every week. Um, they're playing some ball, guys. C.J. Stroud's playing some ball. I wish they could get the running game going a little bit more, which they did a little bit this last week. Uh, but And I think, you know, they got to get in the end zone a little bit more than often than they are. But I, the Texans, for being such a young team and a young coach and, you know, all of those factors, they're starting to put some stuff together. And I think that they could definitely be middle-of-the-road team um, shockingly enough this year. Okay, next up. Uh, now, generally when you are idle, you don't fall down a spot, but I didn't know what else to do, so I knocked them down one, and that's the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they have an opportunity this week to bounce back and, you know, show us a way better showing than they showed on that Monday, and until they do, they're going to stay about 20, 21, 22 on this list. Okay, next up is the, at number 20, is the Indianapolis Colts. You know what, guys? They played a decent game uh, offensive stat-wise, but they got to limit those mistakes. I mean, they had a bunch of turnovers, and they can't do that the way that the kind of football that they want to play. They cannot put people in short fields and give them all that kind of, uh, you know, uh, that opportunity. So Colts, 
they're hurting a little bit without Richardson. I think it's a big factor. I think Minshew is a great backup quarterback. I think he has the opportunity to be a starting quarterback someplace here soon. You know, but for right now, the Colts as a team, it's a little too roller coaster. I think that they got to kind of figure out their running game too because it was very silent the other day. They, if they got to find the success through that running game, I think that's the, I think that's the key for the Colts. Like I know that for a lot of other teams, much like number nineteen on this list, the Los Angeles Rams, who we saw run the football, run the football well, and what happened? The Rams won. Earlier this year, ran the football, ran the football well against Seattle. Oh, look, the Rams won. That's they, Sean McFay's got to remember that because it's going to help Stafford. It's going to help that offensive line that's a little beat up already. And, you know, and a little bit uh, too many holes in that line. So they got to keep that, that running game going. I think it, it really keeps the flow of the team going for the for the Rams. But good one in the, in the win column. Now, 18. I've got the Atlanta Falcons. Now, they did just have a bad loss against the Washington Commanders. And they gave up the football way too many times, too. And Ritter specifically gave up the football too many times. And I did mention the other day that Arthur Smith looked very frustrated by it. Um, These things are going to happen. They've got a talented team. They've got some skilled position players on that team, offensively and defensively. I think they, they might need to be looking at how long that leash is. I've mentioned it before. Because I think they have too talented of a team to waste. So we'll see. Ritter put up some, you know, some 300 yards again. And you know, but that's because he's got skill players. But man, he can't be costing his team. And that's going to cost him one too many things. That NFC South, like I mentioned before, guys, is wide open. They could go grab it if they want. But they got to make sure that they got the right guy at home. Okay. Speaking of NFC South, here's a little bit of. Uh, logjam of them so at number 17 on this list i got the new orleans saints now positives from this last week saw the offense definitely start clicking better alvin Kamara is looking very you know like alvin Kamara has been chris olave got back involved in the game i've been crying for that the last two weeks and Derek carr was definitely spreading around the football problem is they lost the game and a lot of that has to do with you know a little bit on the defensive side. Now, I know they are aging a little bit, but they got to shore up just a couple things. I still think that this team will win the NFC South. I think they are that talented to do it. But I just got to see a little bit more of that. The thing that I didn't think that was going to happen was I didn't think that the offense was going to be the one to have to carry this team a little bit. And it looks like that might be the case. Because in years past especially recently, the defenses carry that team a little bit when the offense has just had to make a few plays. It looks like it might be reversed this year. Looks like the offense might have to make a few more plays to help out that defense. Okay, number 16 on this list, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My thought on this one, guys, is Bucks looked okay. They can't get it in the end zone. I wonder if now they played a good Detroit team. Detroit's defense played pretty good. Uh, I mean, yeah, Detroit's defense is, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's a San Francisco defense or anything like that, but, you know, yeah, I mean, Detroit's defense is pretty legit, so I'll give Tampa Bay that. They, I guess they limited Detroit to just 20 points. I guess you can hang your hand on that. I don't know. I just kind of feel like the, uh, 
the wheels might begin close again, a little wobbly on the Buccaneers, and we might see some of the wheels start to fly off. Okay, number 15 on this list. We have the Los Angeles Chargers. About middle of the road, that's how what I think of this team, and a lot of that, because we just went over in depth, is due to the coaching, due to some of the coaching decisions. We'll just have to see, guys. Chargers, I kind of feel like, are, you know, like I said, Chargers will be Chargers. They're pretty much a middle-of-the-road team. They have the talent to be a top-five team. But I think with the decision-making and the way that they're coached, they're middle-of-the-road team. So number 15 for them. Number 14, the Seattle Seahawks. Now, tough, tough loss to Cincinnati Bengals. They traveled into Cincinnati. Very kind of ugly game on both sides, 17-13 game. I kind of feel like the Seahawks have more in their tank than what they showed this last game. I think they got to get that rushing attack really opened up. Let Kenneth Walker kind of lead the way. That's what the Pete Carroll wants to do. He wants to run the ball, let Geno make a few plays, and then let their defense do the rest. Well, I think that formula, he, he's got he's to listen to that formula that he's done before. I mean, that's why they kind of got rid of Wilson because Wilson wanted to cook in so many ways. And I think they got to keep that formula going. I think the Seahawks, are, I still think I could see the Seattle Seahawks as, um, in a, as a playoff team. So number 14 could definitely be higher in this list later on. Okay, number 13, the New York Jets. Put together a couple of solid games recently, guys. You know, to beat the Philadelphia Eagles is not necessarily an easy thing, but it looks like the Eagles definitely were giving the ball a lot to them. Um, but hey, you know what? And Zach Wilson, like I said, playing efficient football, limiting mistakes. They got to get that running game going a little bit more. But if, man, if they can, and, and Zach Wilson can play mistake free football, and don't look now, guys. Aaron Rodgers is already walking without crutches, is already talking about trying to start jogging soon. And we are only at October 18th. I think he's going to come back early from this injury. I don't even know, you know, now the talk is, did he injure himself as severe as everybody thought? I don't know. But, man, if he's getting that close already, it's going to be a little interesting. Because if Zach Wilson's playing mistake-free football and Zach Wilson's doing this, but you got to turn Aaron Rodgers. But just something to keep an eye on. The Jets keep around in the AFC East race slash the wild card race. Uh, and then Aaron Rodgers comes back. Holy cow. All right, number 12 on this list. Putting together a couple good weeks and they're climbing on up. We got another log jam from a division and that's the AFC North. So at 12, I've got the Cincinnati Bengals. Like I just said, playing a couple good games lately. Starting to put some stuff together. I really wish I could see a little bit more from their run game. I think that would help them. I think they could drop back happy too much. But we'll go from there. Alright, going moving up on the log jam. Number 11 is the Cleveland Browns. Now, people are probably, Browns fans are probably like, hey, hey, but we just beat the San Francisco Niners. We can't even crack, crack the top 10. No, you cannot crack the top 10. That's because the other two teams, you know, are just played a little bit better than you as of recently. So Cleveland Browns, get Deshaun Watson back in there. You get Deshaun Watson back in there playing some ball with that defense and the way that defense is looking. You guys are going to crack the top 10. I'm a Browns believer. So, but for right now, you're at number 11. All right, number 10 on this list, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, they didn't play last week, so they were technically idle, but I moved everybody kind of up in the AFC North, so they kind of just fell out to here, 10. I think they're one spot 
below the Ravens, and now everybody's like, "What? Well, we beat the Ravens. We beat the Ravens. I get it. I get it. But I think you're not going to beat the Ravens again. I think the Ravens are starting to put together their offense, and I think the Steelers need to figure out their offense more. So, but needless to say, Steelers are number 10 on this list. Number 9, I'll dig more into this Baltimore Ravens. I'm starting to see that offense being put together. I'm starting to see uh, Lamar Jackson play a little bit, uh, throwing that ball around pretty good. Limiting mistakes. You know, I think this is his first game in a while that he hasn't had a fumble. So, that's pretty good. And that Tennessee defense is necessarily, not necessarily no joke. So, you know, I'm starting to see something. I think Todd Munkin's putting together a little bit of an offense. We're starting to see some of these receivers run around, say Flowers, Odell Beckham. That's what they kind of need. You know, they're slashing people for 20, 30 yards here and there. The Ravens could be making some noise, so they cracked the top 10, and I think they could be climbing a little higher pretty soon. Okay, number eight, Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, they beat the Colts. Not necessarily, you know, the greatest offensive output I've ever seen in my life on their side. But they're playing pretty good football. And I think they're starting to gel more and more as a team. I think Calvin Ridley's getting better. I, I mean, Christian Kirk is a stud. Travis Etienne's a stud. I love Sunshine as the quarterback. We've got to see what's that going on with his little knee uh, problem. I'm sure he'll probably be fine, but... I think the Jags are going to be Angus and Moyes. I definitely think that they're going to be the kings of the AFC South. All said and done. All right. Now, number seven on this list. These these uh, seven through one really haven't changed. I'll dive into each one of them briefly. Number seven on this list, Detroit Lions. Drinking the Kool-Aid still. Um, good victory against Tampa Bay. Defense playing well. All right. Having a few injuries popping up here and there, though. David Montgomery now looks like he's got a rib problem, rib cartilage problem. Looks like he's going to be out. Got to see who steps up. That Chris Reynolds was doing pretty well as a running back. We'll see what happens there. But Detroit Lions playing some ball. Number six, Dallas Cowboys. Definitely good win against the Chargers. I think they got to keep making some statements here. They got the Eagles coming up in a couple weeks. That's going to be an interesting game because if they can take down the Eagles, I think they're definitely going to climb higher up on this list. But not a big McCarthy believer. And I just am a little worried that at the end of the day, the Dallas is just going to fall short again. But really good team. Can pressure the quarterback. Not a lot of sacks adding up the last two weeks. But, they're, man, they're applying pressure. And they're always got to make sure you know where Micah Parsons is on the field. Got to see them get their running game going a little bit more. Got to see them get Brandon Cooks involved a little bit more, I think. But, hey, definitely moving in the right direction. Number five on this list, Miami Dolphins. Um, definitely probably going to be higher on this list very soon. Blowing teams out. Main thing is I can't really see them, me putting them in front of these other teams in front of them for right now. But Miami Dolphins, look out. I definitely think that they're going to be a major, major player in the AFC, if not the AFC Championship, if not the Super Bowl. Okay. Number four on this list, Buffalo Bills. Hey, you squeaked one out. Had a little, had, you know, had everybody's heart rates up up there in Buffalo, but you squeaked one out. You won. Main thing is, you know, especially bouncing back after that Jacksonville game. You, you made a count. Uh, Josh Allen's, I think, questionable this upcoming week. We got to see what's going on with his status, but Buffalo Bills are playing some good, playing some good ball. Defense is definitely playing some good ball. All right, next up, Kansas City Chiefs, number three. Um, they got the Chargers this week, so I think they'll I think they'll eke out that game. They always have their hands full though with the Chargers, it seems like. But the Chargers like to play the track meet with the Chiefs, and usually that doesn't work out. But that's usually when the Chiefs have better receivers. So 
A little nervous about the receivers on that team. You know, and if I'm, like I said, if I'm Brett Feach, I'm looking around and I'm going, hey, is anybody looking to get rid of a wide receiver, veteran wide receiver? Because I think they need somebody in that room better than what they have. All right, number two, Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, the Eagles lost. I still think that defensive line and that offensive line are way too powerful. Jalen Hurts had an off day. They got to get back to running the football a little bit. I think they will. The Jets defense is no joke. Tough loss, but hey, it's only one. They've been blowing some teams out. I think they'll continue to do it. And you know what? If they don't shoot themselves in the foot that game, I wonder what happens. They probably win because their defense plays good enough. So we'll see what happens. And then number one on this list, guys, the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. They lost to the Cleveland Browns against P.J. Walker. Well, that guy's got a good first name, so you leave him alone. Just kidding, guys. So, anyways, long story short, San Francisco 49ers, tough tough loss against the Cleveland Browns. But the main thing that I'll say is they had a chance, even for how bad that they played, to win that game at the end. And really, they were like inches away from winning. Moody just pushed it a little right. They could be 6-0 and right now, and we'd be like, well, they had a tough game. A little nervous. No, I, I think that's a good thing to get out of the way. Get the loss out of the way refocus get a you know and you know i know they got minnesota coming on up and i'm not saying that you can sleep on minnesota but if your guys need an extra week to get healthy give it to them they've got some depth on the running back i'm not saying that they're christian mccaffrey by any means but they've got too many other skilled players to get involved in a game plan to worry about so there we go guys that is our post week six power rankings I just want to thank you for joining Just Guy Talking Football Podcast with PG Yankee. Tune in. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm previewing Thursday night. I'm going to give you my picks through the week through Sunday. But for right now, guys, I am out. <laughs>